This is the 12 Songs of Christmas, today with Hanson. My name is Alex Rawls, and this is my podcast on Christmas music. Today, I'm talking to Isaac Hansen from the pop band Hansen. Hansen is best known for the hit single Mbop from 1997 and the album Middle of Nowhere, which went four times platinum when it was released. Hansen followed Middle of Nowhere with the first of its two Christmas albums, Snowed In, and Isaac talks about that as a career move in our conversation. They never stopped playing and recording and they never lost the ear for pop that they demonstrated on the first album, although nothing they've made since was as light as Mbop. We also talked about their 2017 album, Finally It's Christmas, which is also pop-savvy with its undeniable title track and cover of Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. For the latter, they took the bold step of revising Paul McCartney, and Isaac talks about how and why they did. Right now, Hanson is on a holiday tour, which will conclude on December 21st in Huntington, New York at the Paramount. If you're in New Orleans like I am, you'll get a chance to see the show December 10th at the Fillmore. For tour dates, tickets, and meet and greet availabilities, check out the calendar page at Hanson.net. Here's my conversation with Isaac Hanson of Hanson. Last year's Finally It's Christmas was your second Christmas album. Why do two? Yes, it was. Uh, why do two? You know, that's a great question. Um, and I would normally say, you know, like, yeah, you do one Christmas record and that's plenty. You know, that's, right. in some cases it might be one too many in some yeah. cases, uh-huh. right? You know, like, <laughs> it, it, it feels... Um, you know, the, the risk with, with Christmas records can be that it feels disingenuous or something to that effect. And I think in some cases it is, to be honest. But for us, um, our first Christmas record, Snowed In, was so much fun to make uh, for so many reasons. I think first and foremost, one of the things that was so fun for us uh, about it was that it... It was us covering songs um, from the era of music primarily that we grew up listening to and trying to in some form or another emulate or at least learn from, you know, things like, you know, Run Rudolph Run by Chuck Berry. I mean, you know, like Johnny Be Good is like the reason why I wanted to play guitar when I was, you know, eight, nine years old. When I first heard that, I went, I want to play guitar. You know that that's amazing. <laughs> how do right. you how do you learn to do that? You know, so then you find yourself having a lot of success uh, in your teen years, and you're making a Christmas record, and you're and you're doing your own versions of some of these songs that you grew up uh, idolizing, and 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 artists that you grew up uh, idolizing and, and wanting to emulate in some form or another. So that was really, really fun for that reason. It was also fun because uh, our friend and collaborator, Mark Hudson, who we've written a few songs with on Middle of Nowhere, um, he also produced that record with us. And so as we were talking about 
the 25th anniversary of our band, the 20th anniversary since Snowed In, and also since the album Middle of Nowhere, we said to ourselves, well, you know what? It seems kind of like a great idea to just to celebrate with a new Christmas record and, and to work with Mark on it because it was so much fun the first time. Let's let's see if we can create you know some magic uh, a second time, and it, and it and it turned out really really well. We were really happy with it, and and you know you wouldn't re- release it if you thought it wasn't you know up to snuff. But I really feel like finally it's Christmas and snowed in fit together perfectly, and and it was fun to be able to make a record from when or making a record when you were kids, and then we were able to make a record when we have kids and actually involve some of our kids in the record in little tidbit kind of ways, which was fun. Sure. Uh, why did, why did you do Snowden in the first place? Well, um, I, it was definitely the label's idea and we definitely kind of struggled with that at first, kind of going like, why are we making a Christmas record? <laughs> but the more we thought about it, the more we thought about it when, when it was, us working with Mark, who we were good friends with and really liked and knew that the creative would end up being solid because he was a part of the team. Um, and also when we started really thinking about the songs that we could do, you know, like Merry Christmas, baby, you know, written by Otis Redding, one of our, one of our idols. And then, you know, Chuck Berry and all these, you know, there's just all this list of great songs. We kind of went, okay, well, you know, that doesn't sound like such a crazy idea. It, it, it felt it felt very quickly like this was something that we could make our own and that we could, um, you know, own confidently and say, no, 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 this is us. This is who we are. And it definitely represented, as I said earlier, it represented to us as much the idea that we were saying, these are our influences. This is a record kind of dedicated to our influences in, in some broader sense. And that's really what kind of really made, made us go, no, no, this is, this, this will be a fun thing. This will be a good thing. And we'll be, we'll be really proud of it in the end. Was that an important statement to make uh, at that point? It, it was always an important statement for us to make. Yes, I think we we felt we we felt like you know being teenagers and Zach. I mean, Zach was eleven when we made that record, um, or maybe let's see. Actually, he might have. Oh, actually, he turned twelve during the making. Uh, right, uh, right, uh, right after. Right after that record was finished. Right. Uh, so he he turned twelve at the end of that year. Um, yeah, it was important for us because I think we felt, I think rightfully so, a bit misunderstood and felt like it was an opportunity for us to really um, make a make a record that was about the things that we grew up listening to and, and 
you know, putting our own spin on it and, and, and all that. And, and, and we knew it was going to be able to be a really, um, exciting creative endeavor, as I said earlier, with Mark involved. So. Sure. I would imagine, maybe just putting a point on that, but I would imagine after the success of Mbop, that it was, that it was important to assert that you weren't just a syllable and a sound. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the, the greatest, the, the greatest like stroke of luck for us as a, as, as a band, despite the fact that I think in some cases, um, there are a lot of qualities to which songs like Gumbop or whatever are, are kind of, uh, are, are perceived a certain way. At least it's a song we wrote. Right. Like that's all the one that I always am so, so happy about is that in spite of all the craziness and whether or not people, you know, fully understand where you're coming from as an artist, especially because you're young and so on and so forth, to have the opportunity to, for it to forever be a song that you wrote. Right. All the, the three of us only, you know, it's just like, it's kind of one of those, like you pinch yourself every day going, wow. Okay. Well, we got that to, you know, hang our hat on. And I think, I, I think that that, um, it was, it, it was always important to make good art. Right. It was always important to make good art. And, and it's, and we, and that was the, that was the primary focus when it came to making Snowden. And, and similarly, it's the primary focus when you're making finally it's Christmas as well. You know, you're going, okay, we did this before. How do we, how do we kind of pick up where the last record left off, but also make sure that we're not falling into, you know, some kind of, you know, repetitive trap of some sort, you know? Right. You know, one of the things I admire about both of those records is that I think the uh, the arrangements are really smart. That there are there are I, I can't. There's no song that you look at the you look at the song title, see they're doing this song, and you can right. kind of right off the bat think, okay, it's going to go like that. None of the songs go exactly the way you might expect them to go. Um, and I think right. that kind of level of invention really makes both records uh, a lot of fun to listen to. And, uh, yeah. and obviously, they, you know, they pack, you know, we know them as songs, but they still have surprises in them. And I wonder if you could pick a song and kind of walk me through the process of figuring out how do you take a song that's as well known as a Christmas song and mm-hmm. make it yours? Well, I'll take the most dramatic one, I think, um, or at least one of the most dramatic ones. Uh, which is the song uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. The mood is right, the spirit's up. We're here tonight, that's enough. That only comes this time of year Simply having a wonderful Christmas time
Paul McCartney song uh, on, and and uh, it is on the Finally It's Christmas album, for example. And uh, that song doesn't really have much percussion in it or, or rhythm, like tracks in the original that Paul McCartney did. It's kind of built around these kind of interesting kind of synths. And 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 to to be frank, it was it was always one of those Christmas songs where I was always a little bit like, this melody is great. But something about the production always kind of threw me a little bit. And of course, it's a classic, right? And it's kind of, it's partially a classic because it was Paul McCartney, but it's also partially a classic because it is so unique in the way that it was done. We found ourselves in an interesting spot as we were making Final Christmas going, okay, we think that this song would be a really great one to have, but what do you do with this? And we had been messing with um, Up on the Rooftop, um, and, and had kind of been kind of doing the you know Motown Jackson Five kind of style approach to that, which is how the Jackson Five did it. We're like, oh, that'd be that'd be fun, but then we realized that we could do something even more interesting with that feel, and we could take the Paul McCartney song yeah. and ah, put ah. it in a Motown context. And all of a sudden, to me, I I really. I instantly was like, oh my gosh, I love this. This really, really works. And it gives, it gives the melody of uh, Wonderful Christmas Time um, a really interesting, different opportunity to, to kind of shine because the rhythm is so constant. It's just this nonstop kind of thing. And then being... Uh, the ballsy people that we are, I guess, we decided, well, you know what? Wouldn't it be kind of cool if this had like a more dramatic kind of chorus in it? And so we inserted a chorus idea that we'd been playing with uh, for a potential original kind of song and said, well, if you put this with that groove you know, into wonderful Christmas time. It really, it's kind of cool. It kind of really works. And you just like looking around going, well, you know, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't, we don't get crucified for this, but it feels great to us. And so that's really all you can do is just go, all right, you know, tip to the hat. Hey, Hey Paul, hope we didn't screw up your song too bad. Right. You know, hope you're not like, Oh, I hope you're not pissed when you hear this version. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Was there a moment of pause to think about uh, about rewriting Paul McCartney? <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, of course, there is. But we just we we found ourselves going, but it especially especially when you added the the rhythm that we added, it really needed a different. It needed another lift, right? It, it needed a, a more dramatic chorus kind of thing, which, you know, I will say we did a similar thing, um, of all things, to a Stevie Wonder song also on the original, uh, the first Christmas record that we did, Snowed In. Um, uh, if you listen to What Christmas Means to Me, we added in an additional refrain uh, it's not quite as dramatic as what we did on on, on Wonderful Christmas Time, but there is a uh, there is an additional ref, uh, refrain that's after 
uh, one full round of the kind of verse, melody, chorus stuff that uh, is in the original Stevie Wonder song. And so I guess I guess this is just – that's just – apparently we're crazy enough to yeah. just uh, say, uh, hey, uh, if it – <laughs> it's it's okay. It's okay to try and rewrite something if we feel like it's not quite working. You know, well, it wouldn't be the first time. I mean, you know, I mean, for goodness sake, I mean, Aretha practically rewrote "Respect." Right. Right. I mean, that song it, it, done in the you know Otis Redding style is a completely different melody. In in most cases, it's not it's not exclusively, but they're. There are a bunch of things about that melody that are really different. And so, you know, you just, as an, I guess as an artist, you have to be willing to break it. Right. You know, in order to make it your own. And it's that weird thing of you have to have both enough self-awareness to say to yourself, okay, I can't do it the way they did it because I'm not them. But I, and, and I need to make it my own. And so how do I both make it my own without hurting it? You know, sure. without making it worse, and there is a fine line, and and that definitely, and that definitely can happen. You can find yourself going, "Whoa, what did I do?" And yeah. hopefully, you find yourself doing that before the record is done and out. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a challenge because some songs you don't want to screw with. Some songs you just you you you're just they just kind of work, and they do you just kind of fall off a log plan. I mean, you go, "Yeah, yeah this is exactly right." This is how it should be, you know, and why, you know, as the phrase goes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, but sometimes you find yourself as the artist ne- needing to make it your own enough so that you, so, so that you're not, so you're not a repeating them, but I think it's, it's, it's more about the actual artistic expression of going, I can do this well. Right. That's a good it's song. like you never like there are some songs that I absolutely love, but we would never cover them as a band, and I would never cover them as a solo artist because it just because I know it w- it wouldn't quite work. It's like I love singing along to it, but when I play it and sing it, I go, oh, that's not right. Right. No matter how much I love this song, I, I would never do this song justice, and so that's and so that's always the the the, the thing that you're kind of teetering back and forth with is how can I do this song justice? Do I do can't and if and so if I can, what what do I need to do to it to make it to to make it the best version that I can do? Can you give me an example of a song that that you love but it's not you and you can't make it you yet? Oh man. Well, gosh. I mean there were a few that were you know, we we almost did Santa Claus is coming to town um, but it felt like that one has been almost over covered. Um, and so there was a, ver- there was certainly a quality of that one that we, that we were like, yeah, we can't make this one us, even though we love playing it. Um, it was, it was just not right. Um, uh, I mean, I'm sure there are others that honestly, that's a, that's a question I have not really spent a lot of time thinking about. I, I, it's a good question, though. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, other one I was thinking about was like your version. It seems like your version of "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" is pretty straight. 
I wonder, are songs like that where, you know, where to some extent the, you know, the, where the way to go seems so well grooved, is it hard to find, or what's involved in trying to find a way to like make your performance feel special or feel live? For me, that one was about the vocal. For me, that was about it being emotional and honest. That's actually one of my favorite uh, lead vocals I've ever done. It was, it actually, even thinking about it, it makes me emotional. And, 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 and it's, and, and every time we, we sang it live, uh, it, it got to me. And every time, every, there was some point in every single take of that, of that vocal where I got a little choked up. There was always, there were, I don't know what it is. There's something just, beautiful and somber about that song. Um, and it's the way that that melody goes. It just, I don't know. So it was kind of one of those ones where you just go, well, we don't, uh, we haven't historically done a song quite like that. So in a way, actually us doing it more straight to the original, more like, you know, uh, uh, Bing Crosby or, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra or Dean Martin or something like that. More like that traditional kind of just the the lead vocals way out there and the band is, is, is providing atmosphere, you know. Um, it, it, it felt original for us in a weird way because it was so, it was so much more to the tradition of the song that it, it felt, it felt like, well, this is the way you do it and, and we would not, historically do this but it feels right and there was a point where zach was singing lead on that one and we kind of want kind of went around the room a few different times about it and you know there was a point where i was going to sing um where i was going to sing um uh, uh i'm thinking i can't remember this the title of the song right this bells will be ringing the bag i knew so oh, what a christmas out of the booze um uh Darling, please come home for Christmas. Yeah, 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 and and um, and and we were kind of going back and forth. Oh, well, maybe this one or that one. And eventually, it was like, well, if we place this song low enough, it's really fun and emotional to sing. 
and that and that's that's one of the things I like the most about it is it's probably one of the lowest uh, lead vocals I've done, and I and I that that's what I liked about it. I like being able to really just be almost conversational, you know. Right. And that's then that's what's so great about that song is it feels great that way. So, I have to say this is conversation sort of sort of confirms so much of what has always interested me about Christmas music is mm-hmm. that to me Christmas music has always been an artist challenge because it's very much oh, yeah. you know you're working with this this body material that is so well known and the challenge is yeah. always how do you give your version a reason to live right oh yeah oh yeah and yeah yeah uh, that is a challenge and i think I think the only thing that really matters is whether or not you love the song you're doing and whether or not you respect it, you know, because if you respect it and you love it, then you're going to, you're going to do everything you can to make it the best it can be, you know? Mm-hmm. And you, you can't be like, like, like there's a reason that why there's 20 years in between Christmas records. You right. know? <laughs> it's, it's, it's because it's because you, you don't, you know, you don't just kind of like cavalierly go into, you know, oh, let's just crank out another Christmas record. I mean, honestly, I think some of the worst Christmas records are the ones where people are like, let's write a bunch of original songs that are just super duper like smultzy, let's romance by the fire. Right. Like it gets really, it gets really it gets really done in a weird way. Like I, I actually, it's funny that like, um, I, I think the best place for Christmas is either playful or spiritual. Right. You know, if you over romance it, it gets a little bit, it gets a little sideways to me. Sure. Because, 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 you know, I mean, the, the backdrop is, is you have the very spiritual, you know, origin, and then you have the very playful, oriented towards the excitement of the kids, Santa Claus element, right? Right. And so you really kind of want to stay in those in that territory as much as as you can, and not, you know, not not over, not over like, I don't know. If you over crooner it in like a in a romance way to me, I, I that always finds that I always find that a little bit off putting. But but that's just my take on it. Well, I think I got to say one of the reasons I'm a uh, one of my favorite Christmas songs is Nancy Wilson's uh, Christmas Waltz. But it's yeah. because it's also one of the handful of adult of a, so Christmas songs for adults. But that also doesn't it, it doesn't. It's not overly serious. It's not like like that's a party I want to go to. Uh, that yeah. it's not a children's party, but I want to go yeah. to the party where people talk like that, sing like that, dance like that, and kind of the atmosphere that the song evokes. I want to go to that party, and um, a lot of them. Like I have to say, like I, I, I don't connect to Sinatra's Christmas music because it all sounds so forced and so forcedly serious. That 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 doesn't sound any fun at all to me, uh, and it yeah, doesn't. And yeah. I don't. And I don't buy him being as uh, being that serious, uh, being that serious, and believing in the songs 
in the way that his performance yeah. suggests that he does. And so I don't yeah, believe yeah, the songs. Yeah, yeah. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me Please have snow And mistletoe And presents On the tree know what's gonna what's gonna last what's gonna stick in everybody's mind really sure I mean, so you're just doing your best to to speak to the heart of the of the matter and to the and to the the inevitable joy and um and familial uh reminiscing and so on that that the season brings you know and i it is really kind of amazing i mean when you really think about christmas Yes, you have other holidays um, that are kind of like this, but it really is literally like everyone has decorated for a birthday party. Right. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, yep. And I mean, actually, I mean, on a, on the, on the, in the spiritual context, it's actually accurate. Um, but it's just, but it's, I, I always find myself going like, this is why this is a great season. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody is dressing their house up for a birthday party. Like everyone in the neighborhood. Yeah. For like a solid month. Uh, uh, you know, so it, it's, it's a fun time. And I think the kids, uh, the kids, I think, made the second Christmas record a little bit extra fun because we were able to kind of involve them and got, got them to sing a few little like passages of some of these like really uh, traditional uh, like kind of Christmas carol type things, you know, the little, you know, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and some other things like that is little interstitials in between songs and things like that. And it was, there's just, it, you know, it, it, it's fun to be able to, to, um, celebrate that part of the season as well and actually involve your kids in it, especially when the first one that you made, you were about the same age as the kids that are singing. <laughs> so it's like full circle. Yeah. So we've joked that the next Christmas record will be 20 years from now uh, uh, and, uh, and it'll be when we have grandchildren. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll just be a generational thing. It feels now like you tour most Christmas seasons. Is that right? 
Um, we, we have been on the road. Um, we were on the road this last Christmas season, but we weren't doing Christmas shows. Um, we've only ever done, uh, I think it's four or five, like Christmas oriented concerts. And they were in conjunction with the celebration of 20 years and the release of finally it's Christmas. Okay. Um, we have, we have done a few like, you know, Oh, a TV performance here or there, you know, over the years with a Christmas song or something like that. Um, but, but we've all, this will be our first time going out, uh, in more than just a couple of markets and playing and playing a Christmas oriented show. Although this show will actually be also a preview of new music for the coming record next year. Oh, cool. Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a, we, we called it the winter, we call it the wintery mix tour for a reason. Cause it's a yeah. mix of new music and Christmas music and, and kind of straight down the middle, like to the core Hanson stuff too. So it'll be fun to kind of, to dust the cobwebs off of some of those Christmas tunes and, 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 and play them again. Cause they're a lot of fun to play. Now, now that you know, kind of take an overview, what role does, you know, can you, do you have any way of perceiving kind of what role the Christmas music actually plays in your career? I think actually the Christmas record in particular, the first one snowed in actually has had a pretty significant impact on, uh, the broader fan base. Um, because there's a reason to listen to it every year, you know, in a different, in a certain way. And you kind of almost make memories with music playing in the background. I mean, we, and in, in our family, we actually have a particular Christmas, uh, CD that we were always playing every year that it doesn't feel like Christmas unless you play that compilation. Right. Um, which is, uh, which is actually a Rhino Records uh, rock and roll kind of classics Christmas uh, collection that's totally fantastic, <laughs> and 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 uh, and so that that for us certainly is the case, and and it is weird. That's actually the only time of the year when it's okay to play our own music in our house. Wow! Oh, yeah, great. because because the the what's what's kind of cool is the kids really like it. The kids really, I mean, my, my now five-year-old daughter, uh, when she was three, when, uh, th- that's when the finally Christmas album came out and she listened to that album constantly to the point that my wife was like, seriously, we have to stop. <laughs> we have to stop. <laughs> but it is funny that, that, uh, in a, in a weird way, our, our own music is creeping into our own family kind of tradition in part because of the Christmas album element. Um, so I think that I think it resonates with the fan base in this, in a similar way too. It, it, it's kind of stuck with people. Um, and, and, and honestly, Snowed In and, and Finally's Christmas for me, I, I, I really, really like those records as, as the artist. I'm really proud of those records. They're all, they were a lot of fun to make and they're, and they're fun to listen to. They're kind of, I find myself going, Hey man, ain't too shabby. You know, like I, I feel really good about where we ended up. And, and I mean, I don't know if everybody feels that way about their, about their music or about their Christmas records or not, but I, it's, they're, they're fun to, you know, 
put put back on, you know, when the season, you know, kicks into high gear. Yeah, I get that. So I'll tell you what, Isaac, we're in a good place. I feel like we're, we've got, oh, I do want to catch one last thought. Here's and I'll let you go because I realize we've talked a lot about arrangement and we've talked, but one thing I didn't talk about was actually writing a Christmas song. Yeah. And, and you, and, and, and you wrote what, a couple per album? Do I remember that right? Yeah, let's see. There are there are three originals on. Um, is that right? Yeah, there are three originals on Snowed In, uh, which is a song called "Everybody Knows the Claws." Yep. At Christmas and Christmas time. Ah. Those those are the three originals on that record, and then I think there are actually four oh. on Finally It's Christmas. Uh, which would be the title track, Finally It's Christmas. Uh, which is song great. called, uh, thank you, thank you. I, that, that was, that one, I, that was a fun one to, to do. Um, Till New Year's Night, uh, is, uh, is another original. Um, then you also have Peace on Earth. Um, and is there, Oh, and and Happy Christmas, right? Which is kind of like a really short little song, but but that's an original as well. But the 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 interesting thing about about both of those records, Snowed In and Finally It's Christmas, is that there are also some songs that um, not only did we you know add a refrain on you know Wonderful Christmas Time or add a refrain on uh, What Christmas Means to Me, but we also did some kind of medley stuff with a couple more traditional Christmas songs. And I think, and I often feel like those, those feel like originals to me because of what you kind of have to do uh, in order to make that all work. There was a silent night medley, which is on the first record. And then what we call joy to the mountain instead of go tell on the mountain and joy to the world. We combine those two songs and, uh, and did them kind of acapella gospel style. And, um, and that feels, you know, like, like originals to me in the, in that sense, because, you know, you, you have to think about it from the point of view of, okay, I'm a songwriter now and I really got to make these melodies work and how to, how, what, what works together and what doesn't work together. How does, how do I get from here to there? So, you know, so I think, I think that that's, you know, the, that's the fun of of producing records. When it comes to actually writing the songs, I think for me it's always about it's about the the emotional context of things. Your most of what Christmas is about is reminiscing. Most of what Christmas is about is, for lack of a better say it putting down your your bitternesses and your ego and whatever for at least a few days, you know, and even when you're fighting with your siblings or, you know, your friends or whatever, you know, or, or even if you might even be kind of in a bad spot, this always seems to be a pretty kind of redemptive time of year where people are willing to kind of, you know, lay down their swords and, and, and be the better version of themselves or at least try to be. Um, and so I think you hope that 
you're able to channel some of that feeling into songs when you're writing them. Songs like At Christmas on that first album, Snowed In, are specifically about going home for Christmas. Specifically about, you know, showing up with um, a girlfriend or a new wife or something like that first time, you know, or or, or talking about how I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kiss my, my kids goodnight, you know, writing about that because that's the hopeful, inevitable future, you know. Uh, and so you kind of are going through those different stages of, of what Christmas is, you know, or finally it's Christmas just talking about how it doesn't matter how old you are or where you come from. This is a joyous time that we've all been waiting all year for. to Isaac for the time and the talk. I've got three pieces of 12 Songs news to finish with today. First, I recently posted a link to a Christmas music playlist by listener Raymond Martin and thought I should put a playlist of my own out there for listeners as well. In the show notes, you'll find a link to a Spotify playlist of Christmas music that I made that's less sprawling than Raymond's, but it does cover a lot of ground in two and a half hours. I try to mix the familiar and unfamiliar, the nostalgic with the contemporary, and the silly with the reverent. I hope you hear a lot of songs that you know in ways you didn't expect, since the surprise I experienced listening to versions of Christmas song got me hooked on Christmas music in the first place. In other news, I'll be making an appearance on radio station WWOZ on December 10th at 10 p.m. with my friend and host David Kunian. We'll talk about and play Christmas music, and we should be able to cover a fair amount of ground as well. I doubt we'll get into chiptune Christmas songs, but I expect we'll dig into some funky stuff for sure. If you're not in New Orleans, you'll be able to stream it at www.oz.org. Finally, for the Christmas season, I'm posting extra episodes of 12 Songs. I've got a few more episodes in the can to get to, and a few encore episodes I want to draw listeners' attention to again. I've been posting episodes on Wednesday, but for the rest of the season, until Christmas Eve, we'll have Wednesday and Friday episodes. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me through 12 Songs of Christmas on Facebook. 
and you can also find Hanson there. Thanks to AF the Naysayer for our theme music. We'll wrap up with today with one more from Finally It's Christmas. This is Happy Christmas. Talk to you again on the weekend. <laughs>